welcome to Sparkle Speak. This is a podcast sponsored by Sparkle, which is a Christian women's ministry designed to connect women with the purpose of inspiration and encouragement. Each week, we will interview a new guest who will share her personal experience with Christianity. Whether you identify yourself as a Christian or not, this podcast is for you, and our intent is always to inspire one another through our own unique and individual stories of how God has moved and shaped us. Wherever you are listening today, we hope you enjoy this story of faith. All right, everyone, welcome back to Sparkle Speak. I'm your host, Catherine, and today we have our special guest, Angie Pryor, with us. Angie um, has connections with our founder, Betsy, and um, I'm just really looking forward to chatting with her today. So, Angie, why don't you um, introduce yourself, kick us off with just kind of saying who you are, where you're from, maybe some of the things that you do in life, um, and yeah, take it away. Well, first of all, thank you, Catherine, for having me on. I am completely humbled and honored that you all would even ask, because I'm like, Betsy, what in the world am I going to be able to share? <laughs> but I do um, hope that there is one, two, or several girls, women out there that maybe will be touched by something I say. I don't know. Um <laughs> Oh, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, we serve a big God who can use technology in the most amazing ways to transform lives. So let's hope that that somehow in this great big universe, that, that is what happens. So, yes. Um, yep. But yeah, so I am uh, a mom and a wife. Uh, I've been married 25 years to my husband, Andrew, and we have two children, 16 and 18. So I'm in the throes of Oh, teenage world <laughs> to two girls. So my poor husband, he's dealing with a lot of hormones in this house. Um, we do live in horse country, which is uh, Kentucky. And we actually do have a horse. <laughs> Not in our backyard, though. We keep a little pony up the street. at a. I know. And my oldest is just enamored with him. That's her first boyfriend. His name is Gray. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and so anyways, but I've homeschooled part-time, both of my girls, uh, since they were itty bitty and my oldest just graduated and my youngest is entering her senior year. And, um, so that's been an interesting journey and I'm actually kind of sad that it's almost coming to an end. Um, uh, I do real estate now full-time and also helped my husband, uh, launch a business about five years ago. So, uh, you know, life is full, but I'm very thankful for that. Um, and just on the side too, I, I play piano. I, I actually majored in music in college. And so um, when I get time, which is rare these days, I uh, do play piano and actually have an album out called Hearing Winter um, that folks can like tune into on iTunes. Uh, yes, I'm going to check that out. That sounds awesome. Yeah, well, let's dive right in. We have a, a question that we ask all of our guests right away. And this one's always so exciting just to see the unique um, responses. So I would love to hear from you, Angie. What does Christianity mean to you? Uh, great question. Um, and honestly, I don't think we can answer that question without saying, you know, <laughs> what does Jesus mean? What does Christ mean? Um, because he's, he's the reason we have Christianity and, um, and Christ is everything to me. 
uh, I filter my whole life through uh, him and, and his word. Um, and it's like, you know, what does marriage mean to you? Well, you, you know, mm-hmm. it's like well, marriage is, is who you're married to. So let me talk about my spouse, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so I guess it's, it's part and parcel to, to knowing who Jesus is. Um, and it means everything to me, um, from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. Isn't that one of our worship songs we sing? Um, yeah. <laughs> but really it, um, and it, it, it really does all my thoughts and my actions are filtered through that lens. And, um, so, uh, you know, I start my day, uh, with, I jokingly say Java and Jesus. Um, but it's true. I, you know, I, I'd like to go to the word. I, I like to start my day that way as early as I can. Um, and, um, and then throughout the day, you know, um, any decisions I make are filtered through just, you know, what would Jesus do? And really it's kind of cliche, but, um, it, and it, it means the salvation of my soul. You know, I just, the older I get, the more grateful I am for what Jesus did for me, what, uh, his life modeled and, um, just, uh, knowing that I have a savior that, um, you know, when, when this life is over that I'm, I have the promise of heaven because the older I get the, you know, I see, the evils of the world. And I just go, man, this is, I, our pastor one time said, you know, if you know, Jesus, this is as close as you'll ever get to hell. If you don't know Jesus, this is as close as you'll ever get to heaven. And I'm like, man, that's really powerful. So just, uh, Christianity to me is knowing that I have a place to go after this life, knowing that it's not just, it's not, and, and I'll, you know, I know one of your questions later is going to, to, be to describe an experience. So I'll, I'll talk about that a little later, but I mean, just knowing that is that, that is the hope that is just gives me joy and, um, peace. And so, uh, that just guides my day and, um, you know, it changes your outlook. Um, it guides my decisions, um, you know, short-term and long-term decisions, uh, it, it guides how I relate to people, uh, the difficult people. And let me tell you in real estate, <laughs> I see a lot of people. We have a joke around our office. Um, I tell my dad all the time, he's our broker. And I say, dad, I am not in real estate. I am in people estate where I'm keeping it real. Yep. Because I'm dealing with people all the time. So, you know, but it does, you, you know, you have to, if I didn't know Jesus, I, I don't know if I'd have the patience um, to endure sometimes. So um, yeah. Yeah, it just means everything to me. And, um, and I really, I am, I, I come from a family of redheads. So there is a hot button that lives inside of me that if it's pressed, I could go off in an instant and I have to keep that in check. And I think um, because of the gift of, of knowing Jesus and having his spirit inside of me, sometimes he protects that button from getting pushed. <laughs> yeah. So. That's wise, wise to have insight into that. <laughs> Oh, so yes, it, it just, it means everything to me. Um, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. I love, I love that answer. I think 
a lot of people can relate so much to that. Um, just how you said it's, it's like from the morning, wake up to when you rest your head, it's just, it's, it's constant. And, um, I, I would love to hear like from you just personally, like when did you first start identifying yourself as a Christian or how did you personally come to know the Lord and, and recognize him as your savior? Yes. Well, I vividly remember as a young person of about five years of age, sitting in my Sunday school class and my sweet teacher, her name was Miss Ann and her husband, brother, Don Burris. Uh, they were my Sunday school teachers and they had no biological children of their own. So they were teaching, you know, out of their, the goodness of their heart. Um, I'm sure they have many spiritual children though. <laughs> I remember them asking, uh, if we wanted to have Jesus ask Jesus into our heart and ask him to be our savior. And I just remember vividly, like I could take you back to that little chair and that little basement Sunday school class where I was sitting. And I just remember saying, yes, yes. I want, I want Jesus to be my savior. I want him in my heart. And, um, and I just, that's from five years of age. Um, and, and then that was it. And I had very, very good uh, mentors and, and family members that were all believers, my mom and my dad, um, my grandparents on my dad's side were so precious. They would sit every night before they went to bed and read a little bit of scripture and pray. And so anytime I would spend the night with them, I got to hear that. Um, and then when I was about 14 years of age, believe it or not, I did not get baptized at that time. I, um, was kind of scared too, because at our church where I attended, they had this baptistry that was way up in the seat, like the highest part of the, uh, the sanctuary. It was like kind of built up on the second floor and they would throw open these windows and like the pastor would make this big deal. And, um, and like, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was just so scared. But, um, when I, we eventually, um, started attending a a different church when I was about 14. And I remember my mom coming into my room and saying, okay, Angie, you know, we're going to join, um, this church. And, and, and do you think you'd like to get baptized? I was like, yeah, I think I can do it, you know? And so by that time I was uh, a little more mature and anyway, so at 14 years of age, I was baptized and, uh, that was at Southeast Christian church, which is where we still attend to this day. And I won't tell you how old I am now, but anyways, (laughs) (laughs) that's cool. Yeah. That's kind of, um, you know, I just, from a very early age, which I am so thankful, you know, I know not everybody has that, um, that upbringing and, um, and I was so thankful even last night, my, my oldest daughter, we had friends over for dinner and she actually said, you know, I take for granted that my parents, have taught me about Jesus from a young age. And I take that for granted. And I'm really thankful for that. I'm like, Oh, that's so cool that my, even Mm -hmm. my kids are starting to pick up on how, how like rare it is and how Mm -hmm. special it is to, to have, um, family and grow up in faith. Um, and I know that is not the case for people. And I know if there's anyone listening that hasn't had that experience that it's okay. I know it's rare. Um, but if you have had that, don't forsake it, you know, don't Mm. scorn humble beginnings of faith because there is just something really sweet and special about it. Yeah. Um, 
now. Absolutely. I, I just got chills when you said that, cause I have two young boys right now. Mm. They're uh, two and, and nine months. And so mm. I just, I, you know, I, I try so hard to, you know, pray with them and, mm-hmm. and tell them about Jesus. But sometimes you're like, is this, is this doing anything? <laughs> you know, you wonder. And it so it's, it's great to hear, you know, your encouragement in that too. Yes. Yeah. And, um, I know you mentioned this earlier, but, um, I don't know if you want to elaborate some more, like, um, have there been experiences that you've had that have helped change or shape your view of God along the way? Absolutely. You know, God is not dead. He is alive. He is Mm -hmm. living. He is working in our lives constantly. He doesn't change. He, he, um, he gives us experiences. Um, and I, you know, had an experience when I was eight years of age and, um, I came down with pneumonia, terrible pneumonia. And my sweet mom, she was raised in the generation that literally, unless you were dying, you didn't go see a doctor. And it just so happens that I was dying. (laughs) Like my body was not doing well. And, um, I think I had laid and suffered in bed for two weeks. Um, mm. and, um, she finally figured out that she probably should take me to the, do- <laughs> to the yeah. And I don't fault her for that because honestly, this experience, I think, um, God allowed this and, um, it has absolutely shaped and changed my life. And so anyways, she finally takes me to the doctor. I'm, um, on the exam table and my sweet doctor, his name is Dr. Nicholas Glazer and he's in heaven now, but he looked at my mom and he said, okay, I'm going to give her a shot of penicillin. And if this doesn't work, you need to take her to the hospital tonight. She is not well. Um, I mean, I had a fever, high fever, um, just very sick. So he gives me this shot and immediately I pass out. Okay. Mm. And, um, and when I pass out, I, I, I honestly think I died. I mean, I, (laughs) um, but I, I saw the other side. Oh my gosh. Yeah. As an eight-year-old and, um, and it was very scary. Um, I did, uh, I, I, I was walking around in a graveyard And, um, and all I heard was a very sinister voice that kept saying, I want her, I want her. And I was screaming and I, I was, you know, as an, as a young person, I knew exactly the voice and I started screaming and running to wherever I could. And, um, and then out of, out of nowhere, comes a bright light and love like you could not imagine. And it, I knew it was Jesus. And he said, no, you can't have her. She's mine. And I woke up and when I woke up, I see my mom and Dr. Glazer staring at me with eyes wide open. And I realized I'm just sweating and, um, And, um, my mom, she said, Angela, are you here? And I'm like, yes. Like, 
So from their perspective, what happened was I was out and then I started shaking and screaming and it lasted for, I don't know, maybe two minutes, something like that. And my mom was like, what just happened? And Dr. Glazer was like, I don't know, <laughs> but that's my experience. And, um, you know, I, I, I really do think that I died for a brief moment in time uh, or something, but oh my um, goodness. Yeah. And I know it probably freaks people out to hear that story, but it's real and it's what happened to me. Yeah. And, um, and one, it solidifies to me that we have a loving savior who, when we say yes to him, we are his forever. We are his. And that Hill song, is it Hill song that, um, the ocean it's oceans, that song that, um, that says, uh, I am yours and you are mine. Mm-hmm. That, uh, I guess it talks anyways, when I sing that song, I can't even stand it. Cause that's what Jesus spoke to me. No, you can't have her. She's mine. Wow. And I know that is, you know, there, there are two sides to this and that there is also an enemy and he is out there and he wants to take us down. He hates God so much and he hates God's children and he is on the prowl. He does want to, he wants our souls. And so that experience has forever changed me. Um, and it's kind of weird because for a while I put it out of my mind. I didn't think about it, but when I turned somewhere in my twenties, it came back to me and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I had that experience. I think I probably out of trauma, put it away, mm-hmm. but now as an older person, I, I think of that often, especially when I see anything on the news, you know, drugs and especially drugs and what people are dealing with, with um, you know, the war and, and just anything where, you know, evil is attached to it. It's, we have an enemy. Um, and you think, and people say, well, how could God let that happen? Well, you know what, we have an enemy and, and the enemy wants to take us down and God is there to rescue us. You know, he's there with open arms and, and he says, no, I love you. You're mine. Mm -hmm. And so, um, (laughs) <laughs> when you have had the God of the universe rescue you from death, it really puts everything in perspective. Oh yeah. Angie, that is a, a very powerful story. I'm so glad that you shared that because, um, I, I mean, I had chills that whole time. I, I, I believe you and it's, um, <laughs> I believe that that's, it <laughs> I know. And I believe that that's true. You know, that's what the scripture tells us is that we have an enemy who is, you know, waging for our soul, um, and, and, and wants it. And he doesn't want us to be gods, but, but God is stronger. And I think yes. it's so, you know, it, it's hard to live in this world where we're just going about do, 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 living our lives. And we don't even realize sometimes that there's this crazy spiritual battle going on all oh, around yeah. us. Well, you um, know, it states in scripture that when Jesus walked the earth, I mean, he could see behind the veil. He mm-hmm. could see what I got a glimpse of. Mm-hmm. And it says that he felt sorry for us because we were tormented. He can see that side. And, um, you know, he did, he, he feels sorry for us. That's why he had to come to rescue us. So, um, I'm, I'm so thankful that I had that experience because it has given me a glimpse, um, into the amazing love of, of what our savior did for us. And he rescued us. And, 
we don't have to worry. We are his when we say yes to him. Yes. I'm sure that has definitely changed a lot of how you view, view things in your life. And, um, yeah, thanks for sharing that because, um, yeah, I think, I think a lot of people, you know, especially, especially those of us who are going through a spiritual battle. I mean, we, we all are every single day, but sometimes there, there really is, um, a, a time of, of temptations or a time of just the struggles a little more intense in our lives. And so if anyone listening is going through that right now, I think even just your story and seeing that picture can really propel them forward to cling to Jesus and cling to his, his love and goodness over the devil and his schemes. And he is deceitful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the devil is so deceitful. He masquerades as an angel of light and um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much. That that's awesome. And, and I guess just as we kind of end the the episode, um, do you have a favorite verse or something that you've been learning lately that you would love to share with us? Well, um, I have so many, (laughs) the whole Bible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I have so many, I think my very favorite is something that my husband and I share together and it's from Philippians four, five through seven let your gentleness be known to all men, uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Um, I think the cares of this world can really weigh on you. Um, and when you're married, you know, those cares can be doubled, especially have children, Uh, And something that um, my husband and I have always leaned on is this verse that, you know, with prayer and thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God will transcend all your understanding. So, I mean, my husband and I have been through so much, so much. I mean, that's another podcast for another day, but, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's like my grandparents did, you know, they spent time in prayer together and, um, my goodness, they, they were married 75 plus years and, um, and they went to the Lord and allowed his peace to surround them. And so it was an example to me. And that verse just brings me back and then letting your gentleness be made known to all men. It's, you know, it's so easy, especially with social media to get on and rant and rave and, um, you know, as Christians, it, it's that gentleness that people will see in us, uh, that can change the world, that love, that gentleness. Um, I mean, my goodness, um, we have so much to look forward to as believers in heaven. And why wouldn't we be gentle? Why wouldn't we be loving? And I, that verse just really is an anchor to my soul. And then something else at, at, as we have come off this terrible season of COVID, um, right when that all started, the Lord pointed me to Psalm 36 and 37, just those two chapters. Um, and there's so many promises in those two chapters that got us through that season. Um, and the gist of it is that there are evil men doing evil things and they lay in bed at night, dreaming up evil schemes, but you are a child of God and he's got you taken care of and that you just need to hide under the shadow of the wings of the almighty and that he will protect you and that there's joy and peace in that place and that the wisdom of God will take you through anything and that you have nothing to worry about when you get 
when you hide in that place and, um, and it was like, we all went into hiding, you know, <laughs> but, um, that there's blessing in that place. And, um, the Lord has just blessed, uh, our family. Um, and, and when you hide in God's presence, that there is blessing there and that your children will be blessed. Um, and I just would encourage all your listeners to read those two chapters. Um, there's so many nuggets of wisdom and so many blessings just tucked in those two chapters that I think will give a lot of uh, encouragement and joy to, to the reader. It's just, oh my gosh, I almost read it every day. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I will read that. You know, I want to encourage you to just for sharing everything you did because um, I, so I am, um, you know, relatively newly married. I've been married for like six years. And like I mentioned, I have young kids. And so it's always so encouraging to hear of people who've, you know, been in it for much longer and have succeeded in it because it is hard. And like you mentioned, you and your husband have gone through a lot and, and, it, I mean, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy being a Christian in this world. It's not easy having a loving, faithful marriage. It's not easy raising kids up to love the Lord. And, and it's, there's so much that comes at us. And so thank you for just encouraging me, um, just to, to keep fighting the fight, you know, and, and persevering through it all. Yeah, it is a battle. And, um, you know, uh, the Lord one time gave me a picture of, myself looking like wonder woman as you know, like, Mm. it's like, you know, we, as women, um, we've been equipped with everything we need and that's scriptural too. I think it's in second Peter, but he's given us everything we need to fight this battle. And of course we have to dig for it and look for it. And it's in his word, you know, um, and he equips us every day. We, uh, we get on our knees to, ask him, okay, Lord, how can you help me? And what can I do to bring you glory today? And it's just one day at a time. But, um, I try to keep that image that he gave me like, okay, Lord, with you, I am wonder woman, you know, (laughs) I can fight these battles. Um, and you know, um, that's a powerful image. Just thinking, you know, with him, we really can do all things, um, not on our own strength, but with him, um, And, and really, I just love the, again, back to Psalm 36 and 37, that, that under the shadow of his wings, it's like, we almost get more done when we just hide in him and let him do the battling for us, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, and, and practically speaking, you know, the times that I've just not opened my mouth and I've sat back, I've rested in knowing that he's got this. And I guess what that looks like sometimes is, is just not speaking or, um, letting my husband speak or do for me or, and that's not meaning that I I don't have a voice, but it's just whatever the circumstances, um, letting him take charge or, um, and of course there's times to speak up, but I'm saying, you know, it's so easy in our culture, I think, to feel like we need to have a voice and we must speak up and we have to, you know, no, we don't have to, where words are many sin abounds. I think it's sometimes better to just not, just not, Mm -hmm. um, 
Or like you said, let God fight your battles for you. Because I think so often we feel like we need to protect ourselves and we need to, um, you know, against whatever. And we think we have to do it on our own. And and it's so much better when we let him fight the battles for us. Yes. And mm-hmm. sometimes that looks like just praying for a certain situation for many years, long suffering and praying over that situation, praying for a person, um, you know, maybe not taking action when you think you have to, uh, you know, it's going to be different for every person in every situation. Um, but really and truly he knows how to fight our battles better than we do. And, um, and I think he gives us the wisdom and the words to say when we need to. Um, but, but we don't know that unless we spend time with him. And that goes back to your very first question. What does Christianity mean to me? And it's, Okay, having that relationship with Jesus Christ, who made Christianity, <laughs> you know, he's the reason we have it. Um, and he really is truly, you think about every religion in the whole world, um, who can say they have a personal relationship with the one who started their faith? Um, you know, Jesus mm-hmm. tells us, come to me, um, spend time with me. Uh, my burden is light. My yoke is light. Uh, I'll give you rest. I mean, all these wonderful promises, no other faith can claim that. And, um, that is a gift. That is a, that is something that changes you from the inside out, uh, having a personal relationship with the creator of the whole world. That's pretty amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Amen to that. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing everything. This was, this was incredible. I can't wait to listen back and just soak in all the nuggets of truth and wisdom. And um, yeah, we just really appreciate you coming on and and sharing everything. So thanks again. Thankful that you even asked. I, like I said, I don't, I don't know if there's anything that I said that might help somebody, but I, I sure hope and pray that uh, maybe one listener was touched and, and changed um, by my experiences. Uh, Oh, I have no doubt. So (laughs) yeah, well, it was great, um, you know, meeting you in quotations through the Zoom call. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't know if you're, you have plans to be involved in the sparkle stuff at all, but um, I mean, if you're around maybe one day, who knows? Yep. Well, just reach out. You know how to to tag me. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All Um, right. Well, thank you so much, Angie. Have a great rest of your day. Catherine, thank you for having me. Yep. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Sparkle Speak. If you are interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at underscore sparklefaith underscore or at sparklefaith.com. There you can find information on upcoming events and speakers. And please feel free to reach out to us if you have a personal story of faith that you would be willing to share with us. We hope you tune in again next week and we hope your week is full of the sparkle we all need. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. 
Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.